HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll, Lord. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul, The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. And my name is Southern Teague. Hey, welcome back. And also, congratulations, man. You were just down in Miami. You won uh, the Wine Enthusiast uh, Mixologist of the Year Award? I did. <laughs> um, I don't know if one is the right word. This is a, you know, this isn't like a competition thing. No, this no, is no, just yeah, a, This is yeah. like a distinction. Sure. I was given the distinction of Mixologist of the Year by do you Wine like, Enthusiast. Do you like when people call you Mixologist? Or? I don't mind. Yeah. I really don't. I know that... Do you call yourself a mixologist uh, or no, a bartender? I probably don't. Yeah, I'm a bartender. I, I tend to the bar. I make sure that the people are happy. You know, I, 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 I subscribe to the Meehan philosophy of I serve people, not drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, Mixolo- mixologist is just one of the many things that you have to be to be a bartender. I, I agree. Yeah, you know, and I've always said, uh, you know, even back when I taught at the culinary school and, and the students would be like, you know, I'm graduated, I'm a chef. And I'd be like, well, <laughs> you are what your boss calls you. <laughs> you are whatever it says on your paycheck. <laughs> so, if, you know, if and my paycheck, of course, is tips. So if, if, if the person thinks I'm a mixologist, then so be it. I don't mind. But it was a great time down in Miami. Oh, my gosh. That was your first time, correct? Oddly, yeah, given and that I'm from, from Florida. Florida's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a big state. Um, but even that's weird because I've been all over it. I've been I, I've born and raised in the Panhandle. I've been to the Gulf Coast, up and down the Gulf Coast, uh, Saint, all the way down to like... Uh, uh, St. Augustine, and uh, of course, I've been to Orlando and Cape Canaveral and Cocoa Beach, and I just never made it to Miami. Um, mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. It's a little crazy. What were your favorite spots? Um, Max Club Deuce was absolutely yeah. my favorite spot. <laughs> we went there every single night. Apparently, this is cool. Apparently, it's the oldest liquor license in the state of Florida, hmm. and the bar itself opened during Prohibition. <laughs> That's amazing. The rules are different down there. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, so it was just a few blocks away from our hotel, which was in like the very uh, Times Square-like area. So that was it was a lucky little uh, you know island that we could swim away to real fast and go to just max this very cool dive bar. But of course, while we were there, we went to um, Broken Shaker and uh, um, I always forget the name of the other one. We go to Sweet Liberty. Sweet Liberty. There we go. Cool. Broken Shaker and Sweet Liberty, which are both I didn't realize they're both on the 50 best bars list. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I just wandered into them, and then I spent one whole day just staying in the hotel because I was working on the book, and, and during that, I was writing about uh, the American bar, the Savoy, so I was uh, just doing some research about them, and I realized that they, I forgot, actually, that they were number one on the 50 best, so then I just scrolled through the list, and I was like, holy shit, I just went to these two bars that are on the list, <laughs> um, so pretty amazing. Very cool. Great time, got to walk along the beach, uh, the water was too cold to get in, but we went to the beach uh, one afternoon and hung out, and it was a good time, really good time, and then, of course, the Thanks. wine dinner, which was amazing, and then... My little video that I produced, which got lots of laughs, which is <laughs> which is one of the best parts about being a bartender. You get to these wine guys are very serious. Yeah, their videos were like trailers to movies. Like they spent <laughs> they spent money. You know, I literally bartered with these guys. <laughs> I said, if I were a drink, I'd be the suffering bastard. Yeah, that's the opening line of, <laughs> of my video. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You got it. Yeah, um, yeah. I just bartered with these dudes from Watt Productions, W A T T Productions. Uh, Jason Watt and this dude named Hef came in and filmed it, and, and f- in return, I just gave them like a tour of all of our bars. I was like, "Go nuts! Bring a, bring a guest and go to do a, do a, do a crawl and eat and drink at all the bars in the East Village." <laughs> yeah, nice. And when I can see that these videos that these guys produced were like probably in the ten grand zone, but mine Jeez. got the most reaction out of the crowd. So, winner. <laughs> so that you won. That was a competition. That was the competition that I won. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, what have you been up to this week? Nothing. All right. <laughs> I'm glad to see you. I've just been following your Instagram stories. Oh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, Miami is a, a very unique town. Um, it's a mix of old and new. That is, uh, You know what's really cool about it? Just a random side note that I've, I discovered while I was there. Most of those old Art Deco hotels are landmarked in such a way that you can't even change the name of them. Right. So you go to a lot of them, and they've got this big, you know, and by the way, Miami must be the home of neon. It's everywhere. Yeah. There's these big neon signs that say the name of the hotel. And then there might be a plaque kind of right beside it or right below it that says the name that it is now. So, mm-hmm. for instance, we were at the Eden Rock. It was the old name of the hotel where the thing was. But it's called the Nobu Hotel now. But it still has to have the big Eden Rock sign. That's great. It's really cool. It makes this town... You know, when you go to a town that, that, that really adheres to a, a design uh, culture, uh, you know, everybody's doing it. No one's, no one's breaking the chain by building something that looks out of place. It, it really, it's immersive. It's, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Sure. Oh, man. Well, welcome back. Yeah, man. And speaking of welcoming, why don't you welcome our guest for yeah. the show today? No, Come it's on. just going to be you and me. <laughs> um, we actually, we have a guest, we have guests today. We're going to get to them right now. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay right. Ten, ten minutes into the show. <laughs> oh, come on. We started late because uh, I just got back from Miami. Well, in the studio, <laughs> we got Anna and Mike from Shaker and Spoon, which is, um, it's kind of similar. I, I don't, I don't want to step on your toes. You can tell what it is, but it's kind of similar to Blue Apron, but it's for booze. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so as we usually do, we kind of start with like, where did you get started to, and then, and then what led you to where you are? So... We talked a little bit before the show to kind of break the ice and get into it some. And speaking of ice, I've got some here on the table because you brought a lot of cocktails for us to drink today. <laughs> That's right. Um, which we are totally appreciative of. And we're going to get right into them because there's so many. But uh, so how did, how, did, how did this begin? Both of you used to be bartenders? 
Uh, neither of us used to be bartenders. <laughs> We're both designers by trade. Uh, Anna does print. Uh, I do animation. Um, we This was a bit of a side hobby. Uh, thought it could become a business and... Uh, we're still trying to figure out if it can. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're two years into it, right? Yeah. So it's a business. Yeah. I, I mean, think how, it's a business. Yeah, it's a business, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, get We're com- incorporated, yes. Exactly. Get confident about it. You know, <laughs> just say it, it is what it is. Um, but so, so you're just both enthusiasts? You're both cocktail nerds? Oh, that's, uh, that's heavy. I don't know. Maybe? Sure. Why not? Well, if, yeah. not if not back then, by now you must be. Yeah. yeah. I think we know a thing or two now. Yeah. Essentially... We wanted a service that could teach us the way that Blue Apron helps people learn how to cook, and there wasn't one on the market, and we thought, wouldn't it be great if this existed for people like us? And we just ran with it. Do you, uh, so do you, do you, did you make cocktails at home before this? Yes. And did you go to bars as well? Yes. So you, got, you, so you see this culture that's burgeoning. Exactly. You wanna, and then at the same time, I guess two years ago, but probably three years ago, you're, you're kicking this idea around. And you see that things like Blue Apron are popping up and you think, oh man, why can't we do this for drinks? Exactly. I think um, one of the inspirations for you, Mike, is you attended this class at the Brooklyn Brainery where you learned how to make your own bitters, right? Uh, yes. And you uh, were like, isn't this so cool to do at home? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a few cocktails I knew how to make at home. I think the very first thing I ever learned how to make was a, was a really nice dry martini. That was like, That's that was the first thing I kind of figured out. It's a good foothold. Yeah, I, I figured out like a proper Manhattan, um, an old fashioned, and I just realized this is great. Um, as much as I like going to bars and you know putting down twenty bucks for one of these, it's nice to be able to make one at home for myself without spending all that much money and uh, or for like, a guest or for a guest. I it's mean, impressive. Sure. You know, it's like food, right? Like uh, everybody's got their like, I make a mean lasagna. It's the only thing I know how to cook, but it's great, yeah. right? So you yeah. got to get that foundation first. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, uh, for a little while, like, I was like, my martinis are on point. Like, here, have one. Like, that was nice. It was good. You know, you'd be able to, like, slide that drink across the counter to someone. Like, watch them take that first sip. Like, touch your heart. Of course. Um, That's why I do it every day. I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, you know, money is, is always, like, nice oh, yeah, to have. Oh, yeah, that too, like, sure. <laughs> if they want to. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely that and kind of slowly getting getting more and more to that world and then realizing there was this opportunity that existed and well, why not like why not try to build build this thing and and try to make it work i mean cool. listen i i can see that that angle i was a um you know i, I was an instructor for two years at the new england culinary institute and i, I gotta tell you i went to culinary school years before that i taught uh, then i then i was out in the field for a dozen years and then I, I taught for two years and i learned more in that two years maybe than in the previous 10 teaching is learning Oh, yeah. So I can understand the notion that you say, well, I don't really know much about this, but I'm going to learn and then I'm going to present it to someone else so that they can do it too. So you have to take kind of a deep dive in effort to be able to give someone at least a, a shallow view, right? Does that make sense? Oh, Is yeah. Is that kind of how it goes? 100%. I mean, I can, uh, at least speaking for myself, I really just wanted to make a service that I would want to have for myself. Like, that's, and I think, I hope Shaker and Spoon kind of maintains that philosophy now. Like, I just, I wanted to build something that I would want to get every month. Yeah. So what's the setup? What Like when you, you do this mail order, mm-hmm. um, obviously you can't, it, it's basically a cocktail kit for the listeners, but you don't, it doesn't include like the base spirit, but you base the kit off of a base spirit, correct? Correct. 
So it comes with other ingredients like bitters and garnishes and things like that. And then you have the instructions essentially of how to make this featured cocktail for, or, or sometimes several featured cocktails based on. So it's actually, it's always three original cocktails and mm-hmm. then there are enough ingredients included to make four of each. So from one kit, you can make 12 cocktails oh, cool. and it generally uses up one 750 milliliter bottle. Oh, okay. So that makes, that makes the most sense. You can have a little cocktail party. It's brilliant. You only buy one bottle. It's a exactly. kit. That's cool. Yeah, we thought, and we realized in the end. Uh, I mean, you know, we 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 thought about this. We concepted out for a while. Our obviously the the simplest, most obvious idea is like we'll include everything. Uh, you guys, I'm sure, are vastly familiar with the liquor laws of this country and how complicated it is. Um, Sadly, because they're so fucking complicated, I'm not that uh, uh, familiar with them except for the ones I have to fucking deal with behind my bar. But I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Shipping. Shipping. Shipping, Shipping. alcohol is is a monstrosity that we decided we just didn't want to get involved with. And we realized at the end of the day, like, that's not what we're really after. Like, it's all these specialized ingredients. I mean, so that you made this amazing cocktail for us in November where you made your own uh, hot cocoa mix, you made a toast coconut syrup. Like, it, it's putting together these ingredients that you either have to make yourself or source these, like, weird bitters that you have to buy online and they're, like, $30 a bottle. Plus shipping. Plus shipping. <laughs> that's, that's the tough part. Get, going to your, your local store, getting a bottle of bourbon, getting a bottle of vodka, even getting a bottle of pisco or cachaça. Like, that's a lot more doable than figuring out all these other ingredients. So we decided let's sidestep it all together. People can keep supporting their local liquor store. We'll get them all the stuff that they can't get otherwise. So everything comes in the box, pair it with one bottle and you're set. It's pretty, I think it's pretty genius. Um, and that eliminates the fact that you have to ship the booze. And it also, it, I think that that really simplifies it for the consumer, Right. All they've got to do is go out and buy one bottle of booze. You don't even you're not even brand specific, right? You say it's it's a bourbon box, go get yourself your favorite bottle of bourbon. Yeah, we we like making recommendations. Yeah, you recommend, we don't but we don't actually even do that. Uh most of the time we have the bartenders recommend whatever bottle they want to pair with it and we pass those recommendations on to our subscribers. But no, we we test everything as we have a bourbon box, get a bottle of bourbon. You're into cocktails, you're into drinking, you most likely have a bottle at home. Use that bottle. It's perfect. Um, vodka, gin, same thing. Sure. For the most part, we try to be pretty brand agnostic and just make sure that whatever uh, cocktail we put together is going to work for practically any uh, any kind of bottle that you have. That sounds like a lot of research and development. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you guys it's drinking tough. a lot of drinks at it's, home? It's tough yeah. work. It's real tough work. Because we kind of brushed over it. I was involved in the, the November box. You do a box a month, right? Mm-hmm. I was involved in the November box, but I wasn't the only one. There were two other bartenders. So each bartender contributes a cocktail, and that's where you amass the product to make four copies of that cocktail. right? But you reach out to bartenders all over the country, world, right? Uh, yeah. Have you reached out of the country yet? Did I overstep uh, when I said yes. world? No, we have. Uh, we had Anna Souza from uh, Hong Kong in the Cachaca box. And wasn't there another international bartender? A lot mm. of Cachaca in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, well, she grew up in not, Brazil. Not well known. Got it, not got well it, got known. it. Um, that <laughs> may have been the only international. So, no, we had a, oh, wait, we had someone from Canada, which is which. Oh, is that's right, country. that's right, that's but right. I can't, can't Canada. quite remember who at this at that's, this exact moment. But I mean, you've done a lot of boxes. You can't remember everybody. I don't. Even, I, I was in a box with two other people. And I don't remember who was in there. 
That's fine. Wait, are you thinking about that guy who didn't end up doing a drink? Ooh. I actually, I think, you know what? I think, I think that didn't happen. Well, well there's gotta be a lot of, you, you, uh, we, we can talk about this more when we come back, but do you, do you take submissions from people or do you reach out to them specifically? I don't even remember how we got connected. Uh, through Donnie. So Russell and Donnie and Genevieve are really doing that part for us. Okay, right. They know everybody. Donnie especially knows everybody. Sure. So, so I'm not even sure how he does it. Um, yeah, so we have we have basically a bartending team, and that's all they do. They just go out, mostly just talking to their friends, and uh, find bartenders, get them to be in the box, coordinate those recipes, test those recipes. And what is really nice is in the end, we just get a, a finished recipe, and then we have to figure out how to scale it and uh, bottle it and put it in a box. Yeah. Um, Send the, it to the, the packaging, masses. all the design part that you're both very yeah. adept at doing. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, it is a little into the show here. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. We're going to come right back and keep talking about what goes on at Shaker and Spoon. But in the meantime, while we're at the break, we're going to build some drinks. Be right back. What you hear? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. With fresh programming every week, we've got something for everyone. Trying to start your own food business? Concerned about where your food comes from? Looking for the best wine or beer to bring to a party? Find our shows on iTunes or Stitcher, or head to heritageradionetwork.org to listen live and subscribe to our newsletter. Heritage Foods USA is a farm-to-table online butcher and founding sponsor of Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Foods got its start when Patrick Martin's first stepped foot onto Frank Reese's Kansas farm in 2001. Back then, Frank was the only farmer in America raising true heritage turkeys with recorded lineages tracing back more than 150 years. Patrick knew instantly he'd found a unique moment, an opportunity to go beyond acknowledging these breeds as being jeopardized and to actually do something to save them. Patrick asked Frank to ramp up production and made a promise to him that if he would raise them, Heritage Foods USA would sell them. That was the moment that Heritage Foods' slogan, Eat Them to Save Them, was born. By creating a market for delicious meats from Heritage Breeds, we can ensure they'll be around for generations to come. Plus, Heritage Breeds just tastes a whole lot better. Learn more at HeritageFoodsUSA.com and use the code HERITAGERADIO for two free pork chops with your first order, brother. And we are back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Dude, I just poured you my drink from the box from November. Try it. This thing right in front of me? Yeah. All right. It's delicious. So Um, they reached out to me and they said, all right, we're going to do an Amaro box. We think you're the guy. And I was like, okay. Oh, you are. That's that's my thing. That's my shtick. Um, So, uh, and they said, I I don't think you got, when I saw the final box, it didn't say Fernet Branca was the the Amaro, but I feel like in the beginning, that's what I was told. So that's what I worked with. Yeah. So the Amaro box was a little different because we wanted to do three different Amaros, but we wanted to 
make sure they all sort of work together. Sure. Uh, so I think for that particular box, we we had chosen the spirits that we knew were going to... What we were going to do was do, like, a range of Amaro. So we had Fernet at, like, the bitter end of the spectrum, um, Ye- uh, Jägermeister on the sweet end, and uh, Averna as, like, the mid-range. Oh, cool. Um, this drink could work with all those. Yeah. And, it and, did. And we it, tested it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely would. Yeah, I think so. So, so I, made a, I made a homemade hot chocolate mix using, uh, you know, cocoa and uh, powdered milk and obviously sugar and other and so and and some cayenne pepper by the way mm-hmm. so it's got a little bit of like Delicious. tickle in your back of your throat uh i use a uh, just a spritz of orange oil over the top of the drink and i made a toasted coconut syrup to be the sweetener and then fernet branca and i the thing i love about it, and i call it slippery slopes because it's very apres ski the thing i love about this cocktail is that it's, uh, we, we're serving it right now over ice but you can easily make this a hot drink as well it's delicious yeah but the fun part is when i so i don't really understand how this isn't working you know because i'm not a subscriber to this uh, uh, box or anything like that. At this point, when they approach you, I'd never seen or heard of it, whatever. But I'm always game to try stuff, so I did it. And then when I see the box, they bring me a box, and I'm like, oh my God, this is adorable, right? So it's got my recipe they made en masse because they've got around, what, 2,000 subscribers, so 2,000 of these boxes have to roll out every month. So they've got a little package of my hot cocoa mix in there, a little little uh, tiny mister to spray the orange oil, a little thing of uh, uh, toasted coconut syrup. Like, pretty fucking amazing. It's awesome. I Just for my drink. is all. That's all yeah, that yeah. stuff that's in the box. And there's two other drinks in the box. Um, and it's, like, so well organized and packed in there that it's, like, the size of a shoebox, but you open it up, and it's got everything. I mean, everything. Like, one of the, one of the drinks needed a, a lemon twist. There were lemons in the box. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, you got it all. Oh, yeah, literally everything. Just, just add one bottle. Or, in this case, if you wanted to, you know. Try a few mini bottles. That's kind of what we recommended for the Amaro box because I feel like most people oh, that's a smart idea, yeah. Weren't, yeah, weren't super familiar. Yeah, it's the only time we actually said like, "Hey, uh, this will work," but try try a few different ones because we think yeah. it'll it's worth the experiment. Yeah, you might recall there was a URL to our to have on hand page on the top card of the box, and when uh, people clicked through that, there was sort of an explanation, a little primer about the range of Amaro and the three bartenders' recommendations and. Or a little spiel about getting three mini bottles. Or if you're not sure, maybe stick to the middle ground and don't get anything too bitter or too sweet. Yeah. Right. Or also at least give them suggestions. You know, I, I the, the, the hurdle that I uh, have to jump over all the time, even here in New York, is like, oh, that's not available here. Right. Right. So you got to give them some, some, some leeway and berth on, on an Amaro box, which, uh, you know, I think also you, this, you were taking a pretty big risk doing an Amaro box in general. Like, I, I, I love Amaro, of course. My bar is all about it. The people who come and see me, they're into it. But I don't, I don't know that the, the vast majority of the population is quite ready to jump over that fence. And that's why I made this cocktail, which I think is pretty universally delicious. If you didn't yeah. know what Fernet Branca was, I still think you'd enjoy this cocktail. Yeah. Also, I was wondering, um, do you, like, for your subscribers, do you have, like, instructions on the website of, like, certain, like, bartending techniques of, like, shaking, stirring? Just, like, I mean, because you have the instructions for, like, for putting the cocktails together, but... I'm, I'm just yes, wondering what right the, if it says the, shake this one and you don't know you don't know shit about shaking and you need to yeah, be, I'm just wondering what the like average like skill level for the at home bartender is for these cocktails and like so. and like how in depth will you like how weird do you get with a lot of these well we get pretty in depth we cool. first of all we have instructional videos for each cocktail okay. so if just following Who's the, in the card videos? is free me actually <laughs> have you seen them it's all me no <laughs> well. 
Amazing. It's all me. I'm going to go look. <laughs> oh, it's great. I do my best. <laughs> uh, so it's me. And then we also have a techniques page. We're going to sort of revamp that, I think. And we're going to uh, have a little video shoot where we shoot Russell doing a lot of the stuff. So it's really professional. But right now, it's also me. I it's think, just gifts. I think the other way around. You, you don't want it to look too... You know what I'm saying? If I'm watching... Uh, someone who's real smooth and very good at doing something, then I'm going to feel terrible the whole time. Maybe you want a novice doing the video so that that's when, what I tell myself. So when someone, <laughs> yeah, because so there's always like I drop a little bit of ice or something, and I'm yeah, like, okay, great. I made a little mess. Maybe they're making a mess at home too. But uh, right, well, yeah, it's, it's more approachable, you know. Yeah, well, I kind of want to have it both ways. Like the video for the cocktail, I think it is very approachable watching me make it. But then I also want to show people to do some of the techniques the right way and some of them are more complicated like sometimes we have people flaming an orange zest and you know I can do it but it can be hard for us to capture on camera because I'm not perfect at it but especially if it's something more complicated than that or we had one which we're going to serve you where we were lighting a sprig of rosemary and we were smoking the glass and we paid a lot of attention to that in the video because we don't want anyone to be confused and we even said on the card like make sure your rosemary is dry we try to be very clear in the instructions anticipate if this is your first box what might you not understand like get really 101 and really spell it out for people yeah and i noticed you know again you brought me one at the bar to have for myself and it's got you know very well again you guys are design people the it's got some really nice looking cards inside that talk about each drink the bartender that submitted it the the sort of reasoning behind it the recipe of course i didn't notice as i'm thinking about it now is there are there sub recipes like if I got that box and I loved that hot cocoa mix? Is there a recipe that I can make that hot cocoa mix? No, but you can buy it from us on our store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Bazing. your IP, there. We're not giving that out. Bazing. Uh, no, I don't care. You know, uh, one of the things I learned long ago uh, is that you can't copyright recipes, so you're better off giving them away so you establish proven- provenance on where they came from. You know, but, uh, but we discovered that too. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the hard way sometimes, right? That's how I discovered it too. Um, it's really cool. What? Uh, so you got another drink for us? What are you gonna make for us over there? You're gonna burn something. I see a yeah, torch. Yeah, should we do that? Let's yeah, do that. why not? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, got a little applejack old fashioned here. Who? who what? Uh, what bartender did this come from? Watson Berry. Yeah, Watson Berry from what was this place? Le Cherval. In, <laughs> let me look up real quick where he's from. Oh no! One moment. Sorry, there's so many bartenders. How many cocktail recipes do you have to date? Two years worth, so I guess that's two. Three. Twelve times three. <laughs> thirty-six. So yeah, thirty-six, 72. give or take. Yeah, thirty-six. We've released a few things. It's been a little over two years. Let's say thirty-six. Okay. Thereabouts. Right, cool. So we're gonna place a piece of rosemary on this nice slate poster. <laughs> don't want to burn your we, table. I don't know if we've ever done a, a flame drink or anything with fire in the studio. Mike, hurry, get that glass ready. <laughs> Capture this that looks smoke. Like ac- acrobatics. There we go. It's I, smoking. Look at that. So we got a piece of, piece of yeah, a piece of rosemary on a, on a concrete slate or whatever that is, a slate uh, coaster. Torched it a little bit. Flipped a glass over. Catching all that smoke. It's uh, extinguishing the embers because it's lack of oxygen in there. And then what's the drink? So this is made um, with Applejack as the base spirit. Uh, we just did this box uh, in December. Um, we made a, a savory Brayburn syrup, which was made with caramelized onions, uh, Brayburn apples. Um, There's some butter in there. A little bit. Yeah, well, for and the caramelization. And, uh, and then, I don't know, some 
some crazy stuff in there. That was a, that was a complicated <laughs> syrup. A lot of these sub syrups, even if we gave them out, like people do not want to make this stuff at home. It's too hard. Yeah. Oh, and so yes, Watson. He's from <laughs> Oakland. Le Cheval. Cheval. Yeah. Cool. Watson. It smells great in here. It I gotta really say does. that. It smells like, it smells, like smells like the East Village. <laughs> <laughs> you know All right, I mean. let's do let's do glass <laughs> number two. It's outrageous. That's really good, right? It's really good. And I see how the home consumer would be like, oh, my God, this is so fun. You show them on the video with a torch, or do you just do it over the, of the range? We, we literally did. You, oh, sorry. We literally used this exact same torch. Yeah. Cool. Actually, I got the torch just for this cocktail. I was like, you know, I wanted to be cool in the video with a real torch. Everyone should have a, a little culinary torch. They're so much fun. Yeah. What if I want to make some creme brulee? Yeah. You know, our buddy makes a torch attachment. It's called the Searsall. Yeah. Dave Arnold. <laughs> Dave that's, a Arnold big, that's a different kind of torch, though. Way different. But it attaches to a torch. So if you get a torch, then you can get yourself a Searsall. It's a, a magic tool. Cram it in your spinsall. Yeah. <laughs> so this one we made with this syrup. Uh, we did our own uh, bitters infusion. Uh, we made like a rosemary infused black bitters, which uh, is a mix of uh, scrappies, cardamom, and addition black pepper. Uh, and then steeped, steeped with the rosemary. Steeped in rosemary for a few hours, and um, now, and and orange bitters. I think is is what's in this old fashioned. Yes. Did, did you go the extra step on this one and and send the uh, the little clothespins as well? Of course, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. People we, love those clothespins. Are you a, kidding me? Such a trendy thing these days. I love yeah. the clothespins. Yeah, we actually got some more <laughs> clothespins going out in March's box. Cool. So, um, smoking. Uh, making cocktails on the air. Are, we, uh, are you making a second of the same? Uh, for you. Same? Oh. Oh, wait. All right, I'll we'll, we'll right, it'll be for us. Yeah. Uh, I think we're out of ice. Well, I'm trying to pour it without. Hold on. Pour the water out. This is, uh, this is actually a pretty good example of how a lot of people's home bars are, <laughs> you know, yeah. as far as like being in a studio and not an actual bar. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're we're sort of like spoiled by the notion that we have all the right equipment in exactly the right place to do the right thing. Um, we actually, on our blog, we have an article, and I link to it in the Welcome series, um, you know, when people sign up for our newsletter. It's called uh, Fake It So You Can Make It, and it's just kind of a list of hacks so that if people want to try out Shaker and Spoon but not invest in all this bar equipment, we sort of have a list of other ways that you can do it, you know, like shake it in a Tupperware and like, you know, strain it with a <laughs> lid or <laughs> stir with like a knife or a chopstick. You chopsticks, know. man. That's what yeah. I have at home. Yeah. <laughs> I've been stirring with chopsticks at home as long as I've been stirring at home. I love this drink. I love the, I love the, the rosemary. <laughs> it's adorable. And this was, uh, when was, you said this one was over the holidays. This is a very holiday drink. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it shipped in at the beginning of December. So people were probably making it. Maybe like mid-December, maybe late December. How much of the stuff in the boxes is perishable? I mean, that one box had lemons in it, but everything else seemed like it was shelf-stable. Basically, in this case, it was just the lemons and rosemary. And the lemons are really fresh. I mean, if you pop them in the fridge, they can sit. The rosemary is really the only thing that was in danger. But then again, the drier it is, the better it burns. So Truth. Yeah. It wasn't even really in danger. Right. How do you guys deal with that sort of logistic nightmare? Because I'm sure bartenders include perishables in their drinks. They do. Or do you kind of try and say, hey, you know, 
bear in mind this is going in a box it's got to ship it's got to sit on a shelf for a while probably like well a little bit of both there's some things that we just say no to shipping for example we don't ship mint we don't ship basil sure never gonna happen we just do like a spray or a tincture or whatever month one we ship mint yes mistake it was (laughs) a big mistake (laughs) yes yes yeah literally it was only like 25 boxes so it was okay yeah thank thank god it was actually month one and not like now right Uh, well now we know better but other things, I mean, we have a guy that um, goes to Hunts Point for us. So we get the produce from the source, very fresh. And then it comes straight to our kitchen. It gets packed into our boxes. The boxes go straight on the pallet. And then they're picked up the same day by USPS. And we ship priority. So the box arrives between one to three days. And there is a notice on the box that says it's perishable. So then people put it into the fridge. So it's not a very long journey. That's and cool. then, and then in December they're cold anyway. So yeah, true. But I'm I was just curious. Are, are there any hurdles that you have to overcome, like legal hurdles, like to to package something and, and ship it? Like even my oh. the, the hot cocoa mix, you have to like yes nutrition labeling and all that. Bullshit. Yes. Well, we have to be in compliance, so we have to have all the ingredients on the label, which of course we do, and then we have to assemble everything in a commercial kitchen, and that takes place in Industry City at Hana Kitchen. We have a big team. We have basically three days of production. So day one is basically like assembly of all the components, for example, repackaging any bitters into our little vials we might be doing, making anything like, for example, if we're steeping a bitters blend like we did, that's happening. Um, you had to fill 1,400 of these little, this this little yes. atomizer? Oh, yeah. Yes. How do you, do you <laughs> we have, have a system. Do you have a dropper? How do you? No, 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 no. It's much, actually, like a pipette? at the very beginning... <laughs> I was using the world's tiniest funnel to fill these bitters, <laughs> like, from the dropper. And I got, like, nerve damage in my fingers, I swear, the very first production run. Yeah. But now we have a system. You know those Monin bottles? Like, mm-hmm. you might see them at the coffee shop, and they come with those. Sure. Um, what are Pumps. they? Pumps. Pump, pump Basically, top. the end of the pump is the perfect size to fit into our atomizers and our vials. So we have kind of an assembly thing going where you hold the vial, like, Two pumps, you pass it down, the person screws the top of the pipette on, you pass it down, and the next person labels it. Yeah. The, the, the amount of, like, evolution that's gone into, like, how Our production process? These is actually kind well, of Well, because you can't even, it's not even like, uh, you know, okay, we're make, now we make hamburgers, and we're going to make hamburgers next month, and the following month, and the next, no. no. Every yeah. month it's a hamburger, a hot dog, a, a tuna yeah, sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a different box every month. Exactly. So. Like, we never had anything before, like, your hot cocoa, so we were like, how are we going to do it? And we researched the I'm different glad bags. To, I'm glad to help innovate yes, your company. Yes. And we then really we, we were it, like, yeah. okay, we're going to use these bags. And then we were like, they're heat seal. How are we going to heat seal them? Thankfully, Hannah already had the machine, but it's definitely a lot of innovation. Let me tell you a quick story that I yeah. love telling because we've come so far. Like our first big production run, we launched it for the holidays. So our January box, we got some good press and we had like over 130 boxes to assemble where the month before we'd had like 25. So That's a big jump. Yes. So we did like this spreadsheet where we tried to figure out how many man hours it was going to take, how many hours were necessary, how many people were necessary. And what we calculated out was we were going to have our 10-hour shift at the Dinner Lab Kitchen in the Pfizer building. We're going to have three people, like 30 man hours. We're going to get everything done. And this was before we had our syrup co-packer or like any good methods for anything. So we were doing everything. We were cooking syrups. We were bottling syrups. We were filling these little vials in really dumb ways because we hadn't figured out how to do it right. We were like Wait, labeling. Can I tell them super quick? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, 
So this was like after a little bit of R and D, we'd done the first one, and like this was round two of, oh my God, of doing these. The styrofoam. Yeah, I got. I don't know. I don't remember where I got them, but I got these pieces of styrofoam that I like made little holes in. So I think it could hold like six of the tiny little vials. So we stuck the little vials six at a time into this styrofoam holder, and then I had the world's tiniest funnel in like, my left hand. And then a bitters bottle with the dropper still on, like, in my right hand, the dasher. And I was just dashing into this vial because I didn't want to overfill it. And we had two styrofoam things. So while she's doing that, I'm loading the second one and we just, like, rotate. Yeah. And, and then we would... <laughs> our system's so much better. I know. And so it was 130 boxes, but we had four bitters in that box. Yeah. So we had to do, like... I don't know, 600 of these. And the tragedy is, is that we vastly, vastly, vastly underestimated how much time this is going to take. It was the two of us plus my sister. And I think by the time we were just getting to filling those bitters, it was already like 5 p.m. We had started at 9 a.m. No, we started at 7 a.m. We did not start at 7 a.m. It was 9 a.m. Anyway, we were in that kitchen for not 10 hours, not 12 hours, not 16 hours, 22 hours straight. Because it's like, these are people's holiday gifts. They got to go. Yeah. I'm not a quitter. Dis- Although I wanted to quit. At one point, at like 2 o'clock in the morning of this nine-hour day where we didn't have chairs, you know, we had one meal, we were just kind of going on adrenaline, I was like ready to cry. <laughs> I was like at 2 or 3 in the morning when we finally finished assembling the components. I can't ruin Christmas. And it was time to <laughs> pack can't. the boxes. I was like, I can't do it. I can't go on. But my sister had the best attitude of any of us. She was like, we got to do it. We finally like finished up by like 7 a.m. That's what you're thinking of. It Maybe. was 9 a.m. to 7 a.m. with one break for food. And then we had to deal with the pickup. Yeah, I think well, we that's wrapped, less interesting. I think we, well, I think we wrapped the pallet. We went home and slept for like an hour and a half. And then we went back to get it picked up by USPS. I'm going to say, by the time you finish that box, you've got to start on next month's box. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, did you chew up? You know, there's these balances where you don't realize that your, your business makes a jump so quickly. You went from whatever, 25 boxes to 125 boxes, a major increase in one month. That you, I'm curious, did you do the numbers at the end and see that? Did you not make money that round? I mean, <laughs> did you burn up all the profits on extra hours? Profits oh God, I don't even know. is a complicated term. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Man. You know, we're just, we, we live in that world. We're just reinvesting sure. in the business, so we don't really have any profits. Yeah. Um, and at that scale, everything's so much more expensive, and we weren't buying anything wholesale. Like, we probably weren't making any money. Yeah. I I, I, that was way too small to, like, make money, you know? Sure. But... Yeah, we're at that point, we were, I mean, we're still kind of just trying to keep it going. But at that point, we were definitely just like, well... We're just... Funding it ourselves. Yeah, let's just make sure we get to the next month, and then the next month is the same thing. Let's make sure we get to the next month, and passion project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you know, that's I think that's what a lot of what we do. Our our entire field is is passion driven. You know, Uh, I looked around and I saying what you said. You wanted to have something that didn't that didn't exist that you thought you'd like. Well, that's what I did. We did with it more. We were like, no one's doing this. We should do it Um, for us. And then other people got involved. And they were like, oh, my God, we love this. And then every time they'd come, they'd get in our way. And then they'd leave money when they left. And then we were like, okay, well, we should keep inviting these people. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's how it goes. Um, but two years in, you, it, how are you feeling? Healthy? Is it a healthy? How are we feeling? It's still, it's still yeah. a startup, right? But, yeah, but oh, it's, but very it's, much But it's so. healthy. Yeah. I like the notion that it's a single, a single pop per month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
not to diminutize the thing at all, but like two years you've been doing it, but you do this thing once a month. So it's, it's you, like you, being you've done it mag- twenty. You've done it twenty four times. You're not even a month old. Like that's not even thirty days. <laughs> it's right? It's like being in the magazine in this weird industry. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you've got a monthly deadline, and mm-hmm. you know you you work to make it happen, and then by the time, like I said before, by the time you finish it, you got to start all over again. Yeah. It's a long oh, process. Yeah. Yeah, it's like festival running or whatever. Like it's not even yeah. over. The festival's not even over before you're planning the next festival. Yeah, what's what's next for you guys? Are you gonna start doing two bottle boxes? Bum bum bum. We did a survey to see if our subscribers would be interested in that, and at least the people who responded were very interested. So I can tell you that is definitely slated for the soon. Cool. Coming up this year. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, the big reveal. Have you um, have have you gone back over the twenty four boxes that you've done and amassed like a master list? You know what I mean. Like if I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a first time looker at your uh, website. Could I see like here are all the bottles that you would have amassed on your bar if you've done our thing so far? Yes, we have. That's a pa- a, I think that's a cool. We thing. have a past You're- boxes page where you can see all of it. Sure. I mean, I feel like that's kind of building your own back bar, right? Yeah. Because if I go out and I say, well, I'm going to buy this bottle for, that is, for this box, I'm going to use that bottle for that box, but then I'm going to go buy that bottle again, so now yeah, I've got that bottle on my bar. Yeah. Home home bar, whatever that is. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, I think to a small extent, uh, Donnie probably more than anybody else, but we really try to think about that, like try to teach people how to use every kind of spirit that's available. Uh, so... Obviously, we have a lot of bourbon boxes, gin boxes, etc. But we try to throw some weird stuff out there as well. Uh, Amaro's a great example. We've done. I know we've talked about doing pisco, cachaça. We've done a sake cocktail box, which we got a lot of flack for. But I thought it was a really, cool. really great box, actually. Yeah, um, I love that box. A lot of flack. Yeah. Fuck those guys. What are they? What are they giving you flack for? They don't want it. They're <laughs> like, we don't well, want. It. That's how I feel, some yeah. of our subscribers are like, why are you doing this weird stuff? You know, some people just want whiskey and gin. Yeah. But it's okay, you know, they can just skip it, yeah. which they do. I mean, we yeah, well we Right, just like Blue Apron, you got the option to be like, "Oh, I'm, this one this one's not in, I'm not into this one. I'll yeah. skip it. I'll skip, skip it." Yeah. See I mean, next, we're nice. We're week. nice people. Yeah. Well, well, you can skip. It's I will okay. say people are like emailing us after their shipping label has been printed and the shipping email has gone out and like their stuff is is printed and it's ready, but we still try to pull labels if we can. Oh yeah, we I've pulled boxes off the pallet for people before. Because but you we're know, not supposed to tell people that though. This is oh, it's the other big don't, reveal. Don't yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we're small. We really care about our subscribers. You know, we're That's doing great. this for them. We don't want any of our little baby boxes going out into the world and showing up where they're not wanted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. We'll want just to. sell to someone else. Yeah, sure. Someone who will appreciate Guys, it. Guys, I need to pour you another drink. I oh, yeah. Think, uh, yeah, we're right here at the time. end, so we could, we've could we got time for one quick one. All right, yeah. so this is... Tell us what it is, and we'll, uh, we'll kind of wrap the show up. What are you... What is it? Oh. Show me. Uh, Russell's the ballet. Oh, okay. So this is actually a cocktail that's coming up in our February box that is going to be shipping next week. Oh, it's cool. called The Valet, created by Russell and Donnie. Uh, it is a spin on Russell the Russell and Donnie who? Oh, Russell Davis and Donnie Ronan. Important partners of ours. Russell is our chief cocktail officer. Who? Russell Davis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, Mike. I have cocktail picks for that. Eh. Eh, too late. Okay, too late. <laughs> no one can see us. This is radio. Yeah. Oh, look at these beautiful silver, <laughs> silver-plated silver cocktail picks. These are gorgeous. Yeah, so is this we... cut crystal we're drinking <laughs> yeah, from? It's Waterford. <laughs> so we've got this really... Glistening in the sun. It's really great. Um, <laughs> You're not going to share that. Okay, we'll share it. Yeah, you just split one portion into three. 
So we've got the onion brine here. We've got the bergamot serrano tea elixir. We've got the gin, of course, the pearl onion. What else is in this cocktail? Delicious. That's it. That's it. That's yeah, it. Cool. It's simple. It's delicious. People are going to love it. It's shipping soon. Mm, like you too can get this cocktail. There's of, still time. Kind of tea-like and briny. Kind of like yeah. a sort of like a, a tea-driven Gibson. Uh, yeah. yeah. Gibson. Like totally. That's really tasty. Yum. And you can find all this information on how to get your products at shakerandspoon.com, correct? Oh, correct. right. Wait, we have a website. That's right. That's right. <laughs> shakerandspoon.com. Uh, um, so I was just thinking, you know, it'd be kind of cool, <laughs> kind of a weird way. It's like if you had uh, like some different people in, because you ship to 50 states. It'd be kind of cool okay. to like Port- Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, uh, American Samoa, U.S. Yeah. Virgin Islands. I don't nice. think we have yeah. any subscribers in the latter two places well, you mentioned. Not, not so yet. Now. But but Where? Puerto Rico. I hope we still have some subscribers left. Oh, we do. We do. Good. It'd be, yeah. It'd be cool to like reach out to your your people in like different cities that uh, that get into your uh, your kids and connect them. Be like, hey, you guys should have a cocktail party. That's oh. exactly what we want to do. That's like our next level idea. Um, Basically, I'm just waiting until there are enough people yeah. where there are enough people in every... You don't want to make people, like, yeah, we don't people want a people, party. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want people to try to throw a party and only, like, three people come. So we're growing our base, but that's something I definitely want to do. I think people that's are going to cool love idea. it. I also... Uh, we got to wrap the show up. Um, so we mentioned your website. Uh, we didn't really talk about how it works. You get a three-month, six-month, or a full-year subscription. There's different prices on the thing, right? That's, yeah, that's or pretty, even just one month at a time. You can just yeah, you can do one-offs. Whatever you want. So, yeah, I encourage everybody listening to go check it out. It's really cool, um, and you get to kind of in a weird way. There's, there's because in the box also was a little bio about me, right? So you get to meet these bartenders from all over the country slash world in each box that you open up, and you get to make twelve drinks based on one bottle. Speaking of one bottles, uh, our upcoming guest in a couple of weeks is uh, Maggie Hoffman, who uh, whose book is coming out called One Bottle Cocktails, yeah. uh, of which I am a contributor. Did you contribute to that one too? I don't remember. Yeah, I, know. I I lose track. I lose track of all these. I things. lose track a lot as well. But she reached out and said, "Hey, you're in the book." And I was like, "Okay, thank you." Um, I don't remember what I contributed. Um, <laughs> but it's actually all, it's she all put, about one bottle. It's cocktails. one. It's cocktails that are all built around one bottle, which is basically the same sort of concept of your box, right? It's uh, three different cocktails based on one bottle. You guys should maybe hook up and do a a thing together and cram her book in the box, and everybody wins. Good idea. Love it, Maggie. No, you listening? No. I'll, I'll mention it to her when she's on the show. <laughs> Um, oh, and next week we have uh, Alfred Quantro. That's right, Alfred Quantro. That's be cool. Namesake of Quantro. He's going to come in and talk. He's got a new book out as he's well. He's also got a book. Uh, yeah, Whoa. it's you know books and books and books. You know, uh, and I love it. Uh, you, I know you love it too. Yeah. Um, and my my library looks amazing. I'm running out of space. <laughs> well, yeah, you moved out of your big old place into an apartment. I, I all my books are at Grand Army. And then we got a bunch of shuffling coming up as far as schedule goes. Some folks that we missed out on because of the the, the studio being dark and Dave going away on vacation like a jackass. For a, um, a month. <laughs> yeah, for forever. Man, that was great. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you at least came back with a tan. Oh, somehow you didn't. Um, <laughs> it, it faded really rapidly. <laughs> yeah. It was very cold when I got back. That's right. Uh, but anyway, we got uh, uh, Sam Ross is going to be on the show, Rob Morton, um, 
uh, and plenty of other folks to tune in and listen to, uh, all coming up soon. So tune into Heritage Radio Network. Uh, yeah, really looking to forward to all these guests. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show today. Really appreciate and it. And bringing plenty of this stuff is, to get us a little buzzed. This is uh, th- this is the most um, cocktails we've ever had in the studio. Different, At one time, yeah. Right? Different yeah. cocktails. You guys didn't even try these other two. Yeah, we're maybe gonna, maybe after the show. Yeah, we're going to do rest. it. Yes. We're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we got this really nice chocolate drink with some acid phosphate Russell made for us. Yeah, another Russell Davis original. That was great. Russell nice. Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is legally how you have to say it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, he's, amazing. He's trademarked. We'll have to. We'll have to have you back on the show again. We'll try out some more cocktails. That well, sounds great. Damon, Thank you, you so should much contribute for to us. one. Yes, you yeah. should. Okay. Yeah. Why what's not? Your what's your specialty? What's wrong? Why, why not? Well, you already you already got like? Fernet, so like I, I know. Mean, like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to do. He has a Fernet tattoo on his chest. Like this big, so <laughs> kind of stole his thunder on this one. That's yeah. right. oh, I, I think Fernet might not be coming back around for <laughs> a minute. Not anytime soon. But what, what's your runner-up specialty? I'm big into rum. Well, here's what you do. You I do think this a is going to be the year of cachaça. That's my prediction for this yeah. year in general. Ooh. I really do. I've said it. I said it back in December. This is going to be the Spoiler year. Spoiler alert: We're definitely doing another. Mixologist box. of the year yeah. claims 2018 <laughs> to be year of cachaça. Cool. Stick but what you do is you it. figure out how to make. Uh, for net taste without the alcohol, and we'll make that. We'll put that into a rum drink. I can do that, or a cachaça drink. I can do that. That's perfect. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on the show this week. Um, tune in to Heritage Radio Network for many other programs like this one. Click on the beating heart at the top of the website so you can donate so we can keep this station alive. And till next week, cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so, so much for having don't us. Don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. No. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.